the masculine and feminine in the Vedic system, the way it had been explained in the Sankhya system or Sankhya philosophy is actually not the same ideas that are being shared in the New Age dialogue, spiritual dialogue. So something I found on my journey, my spiritual journey, is that some of the things that I was, you know, capturing, trying to understand the concept of the dualities and, yeah, basics are, or the fundamentals being masculine, feminine, I realized that there's quite a few ways that I felt misled and I was confused for a long time, basically. And I've seen this happen many times along my journey with other people that I have taught, coached or, you know, trained that feminine, that energy of feminine is somehow understood to be softer, quieter, subdued, submissive and yes, so that is what the feminine is understood to be, whereas the masculine is portrayed to be bold, penetrating, very strong, brash, yeah. So that is actually describing maybe the way men and women behave, you know, in a gender role sense. And this is a mold that society has created where men, you know, they have structural differences to women. And, you know, from a long ago, males have been known to be the hunter-gatherer. So they had to kill animals and, you know, protect their family or clan and so they were seen to be stronger and so that got associated with the male gender and females were childbearing were at home taking care of the home and so she got you know probably perceived and she assumed the role of the submissive one or the not the not so active one okay now when we look at the vedic system the sankhya philosophy it actually talks about how creation came to be and when we look at how creation came to be creation itself is you know is a result of polarity because all that is created is 
one thing is matter and the other thing is consciousness. So everything that is manifest, created, creation, it's tangible, it's matter, and it's got this intangible aspect, which is the consciousness it has. So in the Sankhya system, the consciousness is the masculine and the matter itself is the feminine. And so the biggest myth that was busted for me while I was studying Ayurveda was this, you know, that I was, that I thought that, oh, as the female feminine, I embody the soft and quiet and submissive masculine is dominant and stronger and you know stronger bigger in the Sankhya system this is completely not that way because all of matter all of consciousness each of them are not greater or smaller in strength or uh, build it's all a synthesis or it's all a coming together without the two there is no creation so without the two not being they're not being any creation means that when we have a sperm and an egg join together. We need the two to make a baby, masculine, feminine, right? That is one level. That is the physical level of things. But in essential understanding of masculine and feminine is that the consciousness is completely still, full of awareness. So we call it Shiva. And the matter that is animated from consciousness, being that the awareness, once the awareness goes there, it becomes animated, it has life. And that is the feminine. So as an expression, feminine matter on earth, everything is creation of both masculine and feminine energies essential energies and the feminine is the expression of consciousness you know so our bodies is an expression of consciousness our trees fruits plants birds every little thing that is manifest it's matter it is an expression of consciousness. So consciousness is all pervasive, being that it is in everything. And matter, which is the feminine, the expressed self, is ever-changing because matter is temporary. You know, so the baby is born... It gets older, becomes a kid, becomes an adult, becomes an 
aged person then it dies so matter has a cycle a cyclical way of life and in this cycle of life it will express itself very differently so it's temporary but awareness or the consciousness is never dying so in sanskrit the wording is purusha and prakriti and purusha is consciousness and prakriti is matter what is manifest it's very fascinating because what you see out there though you know when you talk about uh the i'll call it new age spirituality because it's it's quite new the way people talk about things um there are lots of influences out there that have great big followings and they teach bits and pieces of information which are not rooted in one system um and that's the problem today because you know the feminine um and the masculine they need to communicate and you need to cultivate your masculine if you have been really deeply involved in your femininity okay so the okay i'll go into that in a bit but the problem is that a lot of people are identified with certain ideologies of this masculine feminine patriarchy matriarchy there's a difference because you know what i just explained to you is that you know the sankhya philosophy the vedic knowledge has already defined for us how creation happens and then you have the physical level gender role plays that are happening that are identifications for people in society the matrix so when we are looking out there in the world of new age philosophy it almost seems and sounds that it's very accidental because people get really invited to explore their sexuality their identifications their gender their role etc and at the end of the day that information is not taking anyone back to the essential truth of what they are getting involved in and so this is where you know skeptics like myself and you who's listening we pick this up because at the end of the day resonance needs to be there about well everything needs to make sense logically for us to follow spiritually um so at the end of the day vedanta talks about brahma which is you know the consciousness the the pure consciousness that is what is everything created within so creation is happening within brahma and so if every creation was to be destroyed we'd be brahma and so that is the ultimate truth 
right? And that is what we have already discovered. We've already, you know, understood that. So if a system is not talking about this, then it's a little bit haphazard and it keeps you stuck in what societal diseases are. Patriarchy, matriarchy, these are all legitimate issues, societal issues. We will overcome them as policies and procedures and new ways of doing things get established. But when we're talking about energy, masculine and feminine energies, this is something that I wanted to highlight, especially for an individual trying to discover and nurture the two polarities. So, how do you nurture the consciousness? Yoga, right? The entire science and the framework is all about nurturing our mind, the intangible consciousness. So the sutra that talks about yoga, chitta, vritti, nirodha is talking about that the whole system is all about reducing the disturbance and distortions of the mind so that the person can realize their divine self, their consciousness within. And that consciousness within is pure awareness that is still, that is not labeling anything, it's pure consciousness. But it takes a while to get there because there's a lot of conditioning that we have our, our, our minds, our education system has not educated us about the different faculties of our mind. So the yoga system actually educates us on the different faculties of our mind and how to differentiate between what we are perceiving and how to keep, you know, shaving off the delusions and um, conditioning to be able to identify when we are seeing awareness and when we are seeing ego pretending to be awareness. Um, and, and yes, memories come into play and our conscious mind come into play, meaning cognitive mind. So the intellect known as buddhi, ego known as ahankar, manas known as memories, and chitta known as consciousness so we practice yoga to clean 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 up and that's all it's teaching us to do then you have ayurveda to nurture the feminine which is the prakriti or the matter the body but the the beautiful thing with these systems are that they are connected. They're all coming from that Rig Veda. The master source is one, one text. And Ayurveda also has its roots in Atharva Veda. And these are systems or frameworks that look at how to nurture the body, how to nurture the person, 
to be able to come back to that source where it comes from, which is Brahma. It doesn't take it away from that. All the goals are leading us to the fact that we are coming from that source, one source. So disease is less. We stop identifying with what is not ourselves. Uh, we talk about everything to be able to overcome all the false ideas we have. We release conditions that are stopping us from expanding our awareness to this pure consciousness that is within us, within this matter self. And the only way to be able to do that, not just once, every day, and it becomes a way of life and it becomes a way of our being, so we cultivate that we nurture the feminine and masculine this way. Uh, you might say, oh, well, I don't want to learn about Ayurveda. What other ways there are there? Ayurveda, whatever your objection is to it, identify what that is. You know, yoga, whatever your objection is to it, identify what that is. And then talk to a consultant. Can speak to someone like myself who will tell you, who will go through it with you as to how, well, we do need, you know, stakeholder names for things, but at the end of the day, the process, you can change the name, but the process will be the same. And so the process of change, if you're, if you've got objections towards names or, or the, the name of the program, well, you can try and change the name of the program, but at the, ultimately, the system is so intricate, so deep, so undebatable, <laughs> because it's already been debated and proven, and so, yeah, it, it, it doesn't need to be questioned. If you do have questions, they would be all about yourself not the system. So in my understanding, yes, yeah, speaking to someone about yourself is the one-on-one -on -one work. And then studying the philosophy step-by-step, stage-by-stage will also help you nurture the feminine and masculine stage by stage another yoga sutra that comes to mind is it's a it, the second chapter verse one is atha yoganu shasanam and what that basically is it literally translation translates to now yoga starts so mind you like it's the second chapter and verse 1 is as now yoga starts. And the second chapter is all about describing what the practice is all about. So the Yoga Sutras or Patanjali who wrote it, you know, this consciousness is completely 
advance. The language that is used in sutras are very simple and very short. And there's a lot of lot of uh, understanding that comes from learning it from teachers. I've had four teachers for learning to adapt or adopt yoga sutras into my life. So what I got is that, look, he's talking about now yoga starts at the second chapter, well into, you know, the person who's just come to second chapter and says, okay, what is the practice about? He says, wait, now yoga starts. This refers to the fact that there is preparation needed for us to be able to grasp these ideas and understandings, not through the intellectual mind, rather dropping it into the consciousness mind, chitta. So it's funny that the there's a lot of influences again that quote the yoga sutras and it sounds really intelligent to be able to quote certain texts and recite them to talk about what their understanding is but me being a female understanding my feminine and masculine I understand to be able to change my consciousness or not change but improve my awareness consciousness I must embody it I must understand digest it and assimilate that information now yoga starts means that I have been preparing for me for this to be able to become a part of my reality now and now I get to you know receive this level of information it takes slowing down, it takes calming down, it takes stopping to ask so many questions that are of the intellect kind. So yoga sutras cannot be studied and there are a lot of people that have studied it. I do appreciate that. We can hear them speak about it. But there's a level of practicing it which is digesting it that actually impacts us on a cellular level that is impacting our consciousness our masculine so what that can look like is the feminine which is the always moving aspect of ourselves which is this the body we are able to witness ourselves non-judgmentally yes we we are so still that we can actually witness all of the movements that are happening with no judgment. That is the that is the state of health. Good health is non-reaction. Non-reaction. So you can actually take the masculine-feminine template into relationships, into anything, anything that is created. You know, there's a fine, there's an equal level of awareness, consciousness that must hold the field of creation or that must be the field and the initiator and the content of creation. So creation is animated through the consciousness. 
My friends, I hope that helped you uh, understand the concept of female, male, masculine, feminine, Purusha Prakriti, Shiva Shakti, and yeah, the Yoga Ayurveda, the relationship of these dualities and polarities. Um, yes, let me know what you thought. Uh, let me know if you have questions. Yeah, look forward to hearing from you. So what this whole thing means for us living in our respective genders, bodies, uh, whatever we identify ourselves to be, be it female, male, binary, non-binary, um the the biological you know functions of our body will define certain aspects and then our identification with what gender we want to um play as a role but essentially our energies our polarized by the feminine and masculine through those concepts that I just touched on, which are there and have to be nurtured and nourished separately to be functioning in synthesis and co-creating an amazing creative you and me. So the body is kind of the interface for this world, for us to be interacting with each other. But in the, in the Vedic system, the masculine is always a part of it. The masculine is the consciousness and the physical interface is a reflection animated reflection of the consciousness within and therefore to have a healthy relationship right so healthy means that these two polarities are working together well so the manifestations are actually great manifestations um, and they're a sign of good consciousness Right. So what we're looking for is nurturing, having systems to nurture the masculine and feminine ritualistically to be able to have a healthy life. So... I felt inspired to share this because I am connected to this right now as I'm retreating from social media, work and all sorts of, you know, information. I'm just really clear and clean of this. But I think at the moment, with all the lessons we've learned throughout 2021, if we look at the state of the world, which is matter and creation, 
you know, there's a level of consciousness that everything is playing from. We can't save the world, but we can improve ourselves. And as soon as we do that, we'll be able to shift our perspectives very quickly. And I guess, you know, free ourselves of the diseases that we are currently subscribing to because of a poor understanding of ourselves, who we are, or what we are, what we are, yeah. Masculine, feminine, we are a result of the synthesis of the two. 